0: The message that I feel deeply called to pass on is with empathy and humanity, the choices we make moving forward in our individual lives and in society will be good for everyone. And when we abandon our empathy and we abandon our humanity to get to the answer, to get the money, to get whatever, we are in big trouble.
1: This week, man. Yo, guys, this week has been wild. It's been a, it's been a wild ride.
2: It's it's testing my. I don't know. I just feel like I've been like
1: hit in the face a few times. <laughs> There's been like highs and just some what the fucks. I feel like I'm on the highway going too fast and there's tons of bugs hitting my windshield. Yeah. 100%. I just feel like, so Lindsay and I have had three scheduling things like with calendars and that have gone wrong and invites and locations. And and you know what's also, dude, on Friday, I fucking missed a, a coaching call. Not, didn't miss it, but I, I was in a fucking, I was in a, an appointment And it was, I thought the, so when I schedule, I, my schedule's tight. So when I schedule, I'm like, if it's an hour, I only allot an hour and there's something after that hour. (laughs) And this went two hours this morning, my appointment, best appointment of my life would have gone three hours if I let it. Wow. I rushed out at two and a half hours. Wow. Rushed out.
0: Yeah. So
1: this morning I was at, um, you guys, I was at human garage, yo, I cannot wait. My appointment's next week. (laughs) It was
2: the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. We'll get excited. One, we'll get excited because we're having them on the podcast.
1: So we're going to talk all about it. It's going to be the best podcast episode ever. (laughs) I'm already imagining, I want to do like chapters. I want to do like chapters with him and like do like specific things. So Human Garage is a holistic body, spirit, Energy, fascia, every single thing, every single part of your body. And it really is about how every single thing is connected. Mm-hmm. So, as an example, I have um, sometimes I get a rash on my just on certain places in my body. It's like contact dermatitis. And I don't know if it's something I'm eating or, or something like that. Maybe it's too many nuts. Being vegan, I eat a lot of nuts, I eat a lot of cashew mm-hmm, milk, yeah. coconut milk, uh, barucas, whatever. Mm-hmm there's a rash right now on my neck. I just got it last night. And then it's also on a certain place in my arm. And he goes, oh, he looks at this rash area and he's like, oh, that's um, from your large intestine, which is the meridian lines of your large intestine on those exact areas. And your large intestine is backed up. And then like does work with his hands, like moving my large intestine so that it finally like releases. And I'm able to like, I'll be able to, he's like, you're going to have like a big bowel movement. A crazy one. Crazy wow. one. And then, also, we talked about... So I have scar tissue on my... Um my lower back, like these certain areas. And there's something, I don't know if I fell or something happened that I have all these scar tissue buildup, but it causes me to really lean a lot on my one side. And we were able to like work that out through like these like chiropractic moves. And he has like, honestly, so he's working on me and he has literally five people on his team working on me too. Really? Yes. Oh, that's my So I'm laying there and I'm like, he's doing something. Oh, he did this thing with the inside of my jaw. Can't wait. And then someone on his team is like touching my right foot. And then he's like, hey, um, Lisa. And he uses like, she puts one acupuncture needle in my arm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the craziest thing. Wow. It was the most holistic health experience I've ever done in my whole life.
2: I cannot.
1: He like asked me what my sign was when we were going through because I had my lipoma removed. And oh my gosh, it was just like so, and he is so aware, like there's, you guys are going to listen on the podcast when he's on. Um, his name's Gary, but there are so many things that are going on right now that we don't know about that are Mm. impacting our health in crazy ways. Like, so they're, the CIA is testing this sort of new, it's not like a technology, but it's a new method of spraying in the ozone. So they are spraying something that would basically linger in the top of the ozone and reflect the sun. And they're hopeful that they can help reduce global warming and help cool down the earth and cool down the temperature. Well, this is like toxic so they're spraying this like toxic substance there's there's videos on that you can find videos of the cia saying this so it's one of the methods that they're testing that hopefully can like it would reflect so basically it would provide a barrier that would reflect the sun and hopefully not heat up the earth so much and have all the things that are happening with global warming but they're spraying something in the system in our like air supply and system so there's just like so many things like that and he was talking about um like with, it's interesting too. So he posted about fluoride on his uh, Instagram and it got taken down by Instagram. It was a picture of a brain and he posted like fluoride is bad for you. It's actually like found in paint and um, it's never been tested for human consumption and people have it regularly. And um, his post got taken down from Instagram said it was like offensive content. Yeah. So I was thinking about when I... Pod got taken down for a day. It's like I wonder what we were talking about. That is so. Interesting. Is there's so much more about the fluoride thing too? He was talking about like um, the global warming thing is freaking me out. Yeah, we I'll have show the you the video. Fucking idiots in the CIA. Yo, there's like video from the CIA saying that too. And then he was saying also that's so interesting. So he's like something with the body and our body alignment that we don't take into consideration is uh, gravity. So gravity obviously is a force that's working against you at all hours of the day. It's not just pulling you down. Our earth is turning on its axis at all times. So Mm -hmm. right now our body, if we were in Australia, our body would be pulling us down and to the left. If we are in the United States where we are, based on where the earth axis is and how fast it's rotating mm-hmm, at one mm-hmm. time, we're being pulled down consistently down and to the right. Mm. So our body is over, is compensating for that, our entire lives. So that's why there's a lot of times when our misalignments happen Whoa. because the gravitational force is pulling us down. So we always overcompensate in some way, like by pulling mm. ourselves straight, by making ourselves be straight.
2: Dude. He was just, I mean, this is going to be the best. Of it all was time. just
1: crazy. There's pictures too. Like he has pictures through our treatment of like how, like I look different and like my face wow. is different. It's crazy. I'm so excited. I'm wow. so excited. <sighs> you guys. So, um, we're going to have them on the po- Gary of human garage on the podcast, which is going to be awesome. We're going to have his wife on. She's it. Oh, crazy ass story. Her story is so crazy. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And then, um, human garage is actually making, um, a lot of their resources educational and available online. So, So he's like, we want, he's like, he kept saying it a hundred times. He's like, we get people in here that are so rich. It's insane. He's like, and they never want to just, they never want to learn the tools. They just want us to fix them. They just want to come in and like get a treatment and then buy. He's like, we really want to teach people how to do these things on their own. And so everything he taught or he did for the most part, I could do like myself or I could like think about, or I could like Mm -hmm, try and work on myself. Crazy. Trying to think of like what else. There was one too, I was like, so he aligned me and then I was like rubbing on my like left shoulder. He's like, oh, because we moved your like right shoulder, your left rib is like now popping out more. So we're going to have to like kind of move that like back in. So it's like back in alignment. And the way that my head is, my head goes really Mm. far forward for my like my back. It really should be like so much further back. He's like, so because your head is so far forward, the pressure that you're putting on your back and neck is 45 pounds versus your 12 pound head. Wow. Yeah, so now I have like all this scar tissue and like muscle that's built up at the top of my back. That's part of like where my lipoma was. I can imagine too, like a lot of people do that because we're always just kind of like reaching forward with our head to like
2: talk or be on our phone or ooh, wow. I mean- Wow! Yeah, it's so, going to be crazy. So he said about the the large intestine. So he moved it. Yep. Do you
1: have to do anything else? So he he it was able to he moved it and then um he was able to move everything that was going that was like stuck in there mm. and now I just really have to like focus on like hydrating today and then um we'll just wow. go through the series of treatments and I'll be able to like learn how I can like do that myself and how I can like prevent that.
2: Wow.
1: And then also too my um my lung was like stuck to my rib cage. So we moved my lung away from my rib cage. The heck? Yeah. He moved my lung away from my rib cage. And so now my lung is able to fully expand where it wasn't before. Wow. Yeah, it was, I mean, and like, so, okay. And I don't even want to speak for him, but I'm just so excited by this information. (laughs) But he was talking about, okay, so our brain is basically the control center for our body. So it takes direction, from what our body is telling it to do. We think that our mind tells our body what to do. He's like, but actually mm. the fascia is where we like hold on the information and all of our emotions, but our body asks for that information from our muscles and our fascia. Okay. So it's basically like the body is the computer center, but the fascia and your muscles is where everything is stored. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So if you think about it, like all the connective tissue, all the fascia, like holds all the information that you've like given it your whole Mm -hmm. life, you know, whether that's fear or shame or, you know, like indecision, whatever it is, your brain reaches out to certain parts or places for where fascia lives on your body to like retrieve that information. Mm -hmm. And then like either processes it with an emotion through your heart or just like does through your brain. So it's just, there's so much, like there was so much that's connected with the body that is kind of missed in a lot of other treatments mm-hmm. that, you know, you can really do on your own. Um, and I always thought my psoas were weak, but it was like my just hip, my hips are just way too tight. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till you get it. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> it was, so many it questions. was literally so, it was another thing I was like, oh, it was, so, it was really long, What a gift to good. like know your body better.
2: Do you know what I mean? Because like, I feel like when you know your body better, then you don't get mad at it. Like, because I can imagine like- It's only if you're, things in say reaction. You're, say you're constipated and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're just sending that that energy to your body that is like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't trust mm. you. And like to know that like you can have the power to kind of prevent it. I mean, that's really-
1: that's like new, powerful work yes. that he's doing. She, Both of them are doing. He, I mean, it's the most powerful work I've ever seen in like, wow, in the health and body space. Like there's a, t- there's a place for everything, you know, and he mm-hmm. talks about, it. he has medical doctors on staff. He has tons of them. He has chiropractors on staff. He has tons of different people that are on staff. Mm-hmm that support him and that work with him. So it's not just like, it's like willy nilly. Everything's researched. You know what I mean? It's like to the T, very, very, very professional. Oh, there was another thing too. So the, with my face, they, they, we did like a little cranial sacral. It's not cranial sacral. It's like cranial, cranialopathy or something. Mm. And we're able to like release a little bit of tension from like the top of my head, which like released tension from my face, which like made my face look different the pictures wow. are nuts i'll have to show you Oh crazy <laughs> it just makes me like excited but also sad because i'm Cause like now i'm gonna be there every week every day <laughs> and i'm just thinking about all the things you know like
2: it makes me sad because i think of my parents i'm like
1: i wish they could go oh i was thinking with my dad he said right? something he's like um said something about something that made me think of my dad and that made me wish that my dad would be there you know yeah yes very much so so yeah that was fucking crazy it's gonna
2: be so exciting stay tuned for those episodes it's gonna be like a whole volume
1: yeah it's gonna be be, a whole volume so good we're out here just fucking (laughs) scheduled
2: fucking schedules up getting our cranial sacral yes (laughs) (laughs) actually we're not fucking schedules up but there's something going on that's like but this usually happens i don't know if any of you out there if this happens to you where like It's a pattern. Yeah. So like the theme this week is fucking schedules up. And whether it's us doing it or other people doing it, it's just happening. And I don't know, but there, I mean, it certainly reminded us to just, double check, triple check, tighten things up.
1: Yeah. I need to work on too with our schedule like I I want to do this more is like or just focus on this is like making days for things. You know, yes. like Monday is call day with with clients Completely. and partners. Friday is call day only about whatever it is that we have calls about and then doing recording like Monday to or doing recording Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. Right
2: now we're doing like a little bit of everything yeah. every day and it's very hard. Just it uses different parts of your brain and energy. So,
1: and then like, for as an example, like I have so many follow-ups right now, but we have this interview. So it's like, it'd be nice if I had all these calls and I could do all the follow-up, you know, and not when you're in the zone, have it be broken up. Yeah,
2: totally. I'm sure everyone can relate. If you have your own business, you're like, what do
1: I do? Yeah, for real.
2: Um, Okay. Today in the podcast, we have Jessica
1: Leniadu. Leniadu. She's great. Oh man. She was a gem. She's so fun. <laughs> she is so cool. I just love her. I love her vibe. I'm so glad it was on video. We'll have to post that video because she's she has this like rad little setup. And just... She's
2: in Oakland. She, she, she can have her own little show in that room. hundred percent. She has like this beautiful hair. She has this neon sign. She's fun and, and cool. And she was so fun and present yes. and just excited. When someone's passionate about what they do, yo, I don't care what you do. You could honestly package hot dogs and if you're if you are loving it
1: i am loving it same that's the thing is like i always say i'm like i want to work with professionals even if you're a professional at at like checking out you know being a working at the grocery store like just like be a professional means like give a shit about what you do. And Jessica's an astrologer. Mm-hmm. So she has been an astrologer for years and years before it was cool. Oh yes. Um, she like has been in the game forever. I actually saw her on a documentary or on a show that I watched on Netflix called explained. So there's an explained episode on the Netflix series uh, about astrology. That's really interesting. So she was on there and I follow her on Instagram at Jessica Lignado. Um, on instagram and she also has a podcast Goes to a podcast mm-hmm. and she writes for girl boss the hood witch so she's an astrologer all over the world yeah. um and this was just a really fun interview about astrology we talked about saturn return we talked about a lot of things she gave us a little reading so you'll see yeah she's what's a, happening with Lindsay and i Oh uh,
2: yes, she's a psychic medium as well yeah
1: yeah yeah she's me oh she talks to animals too she talks to animals yeah we talked about that mm-hmm. yeah we talked about talking to animals too Oh
2: yeah. Our readings got real.
1: Yeah. They're real. So like (laughs)
2: no judgment guys,
1: (laughs) no judgment guys, but I'm actually, it actually like kind of fucked me up a little bit. Every reading fucks me up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit. There's like always
2: a piece of information that I'm like, huh? Yeah. Okay. Mine, mine really fucked me up.
1: Well, now you're going going to Human Garage. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Exactly. I'm doing doing the best I can. Um, Yes. So we are excited for this one. She's great. So thank you, Jessica, for being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then a few announcements from us. Yes. So just immediately, we will be in Vancouver in a
2: few weeks. So that is happening December 4th and 6th. Uh, we're so excited. We'll be doing a fitness event and mm. then we will also be doing a more um, spiritual event with our babe, Bree Melanson. i mm-hmm. um, really excited. So visit almost30podcast.com slash tour. You can get your tickets there. They will sell out mm-hmm. just so you know. So I, we want you there. We want to see you and meet you. And then what else? We are... Launching, we have launched our uh, yourpodcastpro.com. So, um, Krista and I will be launching a six week program in January. This is really exciting. We are so passionate about podcasting and we yeah. learned so much. You know, we're going to kind of help you skip the steps that we made mistakes on and um, just give you the tools that you need to build a successful podcast and brand and feel really good about it.
1: Yeah. A lot of people have asked us how to start a podcast. How do you monetize? How do you market? How do you brand? Um, so we just put that put this all in one place. So you can go to your podcast pro. That's Y-O-U-R podcastpro.com. And there you can find a bunch of downloadables for mm-hmm. you know your media kit for your podcast pro guide. And then you can also sign up for our eight-week course, um, which is six calls with with a sorry six week course, unless you guys want to hang longer, um, for our course, and we will be sharing all of the secrets of how to be a um, how to be an amazing podcast like this. <laughs> but really, I'm, we're truly doing this because we get asked so much, and we really want to share the information. And we know that podcasting has changed our lives, so happy to share what we know so we can change yours too. Yeah, we love you. Thank you guys so much for uh, subscribing, rating, and reviewing.
2: Thank you for joining the Secret Facebook group. Nearly. There are like eight thousand of you in there, so yeah, join the group. We can talk about this episode, any other episode, anything that you're going through. It's a supportive, loving community that people have said is kind of like the light of the internet for their wor- in their world. So I'm that is always a very nice compliment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but we love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy this episode.
1: See you on the flip. Bye. I've been thinking a lot about the book The Giving Tree
0: and how. The best book. It is. That was such a sad book. It was deeply sad, but so. Yo, prepared, deeply sad. For, it prepared us for the world, though, didn't it? Totally did. It totally. Did.
1: But also, I just was thinking about, I've just been thinking about that tree a lot. I'm like, God, that poor tree. Poor boundaries. Tree. tree needed boundaries. Or the
0: tree was like the martyr tree in mm-hmm. us all. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. The tree needed boundaries. So I've been told that maybe I should just take out my earring because, and can you guys hear me? Okay. Obviously I have. Okay, great. You have a real system.
2: Yeah. It sounds great. No, no, it sounds perfect. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have a fancy microphone. It sounds like shit usually, so I don't use it.
2: No, you you sound great. Your hair looks beautiful. You thank beautiful
0: thank hair. you so much. You guys Gosh. have beautiful hair too. I'm really sad I'm not in LA with you. I know, I know. me too. Next time you're
2: here, we'll definitely we'll, I would we'll I would together. love
0: that. I was I got I got so sad when I got the email just being like, come to this location. I was like, I wish I could. Yeah, you're like mm. sorry about that. Maybe I know. No, next don't be time. sorry. I mean, be sorry that I don't live in sunny LA, I suppose. But and are you at a house or at a studio as well?
2: Yeah, we're at my apartment. So we set up a studio in my apartment. We were in like professional studios for a while and it just like was great, but it's so nice to like have it in your home mm-hmm. and chill yeah. and we do work yeah. here and
0: I don't like it's leaving good. home. Mm-hmm. It feels like such mm-hmm. an imposition. I have to say, you're not blocking it, but there is is it vintage that that fireplace behind you?
2: Um yeah, it's a Great question. Um,
0: I know what that fireplace is. I love those. Yeah. those. What are, is it, it called again? I've heard, um, it's like a cone, blah, blah. Someone so. walked in there like, I love your...
2: I know. Lacey did. She's like, I love your... I'm going to find out and I'm going to let you know. I'll I, email I you. I googled
0: them a lot. I am obsessed <laughs> totally. with those. Do you use it?
2: Yeah. It's really easy to use. So in the winter, um, yeah, you can burn an easy fire. You just open up the chute and just go straight up. Right oh now there's God. crystals in there, but... Oh, I was like, God. Have you have you done a fire? Yeah, last you year. Have. Yeah, Sick. by myself. Cool. I just <laughs> got one of
1: those, and um, they're cool. But now I have so much energy stuck behind it. You have yeah. to like really be conscious yeah, about clearing clear the energy it. behind yeah. it because there's yeah. so much that gets
0: stuck behind like a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have um, I have a fireplace in my home, and I uh, I have a million crystals on it, and I just yeah. feel like it just like moves the shit, you know. But I also mm. I, I save inside of my fireplace whenever I sage the house.
1: Yeah, oh, you do? That's idea. really
0: smart. Yeah. Yeah, huh. the, the key with with burning sage is to get in those crannies where they could collect energy.
1: What kind of what kind of crannies? Can okay. we have our... We're, yeah. we're recording. We're recording so, okay, you know.
0: we're recording. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, that's how we do it. So basically the thing that people do, which is a huge mistake when they're clearing a space with something like sage, is they're like spurning the sage and waving it above their head, which is very cinematic, (laughs) but it doesn't actually work because smoke rises. So what you're actually supposed to do is get on the goddamn floor um, and like sage under your bed, under your chair, (laughs) um, in the literal corners. And then the smoke will rise. It'll rise to the center of the room. It'll rise into your ceiling. Uh. So you don't have to worry about clearing your ceiling. You have to clear the space you actually live in, which is where your feet are, where you put your ass Um, where you put your whole body. Um, so I sage my, you know, the studio several times a day. And when I do, I'm saging my chair, my client chair, the desk where people put their coats, like, you know, the places where people, um, tend to train their eyes because that's collecting energy. So it's really, it's like very common sense for something. So woo. For training your eyes. What do you mean? Like where you always find your eyes going towards. Yep. Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. for instance because in in my studio what I'm doing is like I'm sitting here people are sitting directly in front of me and they're having like intense experiences and often like kind of emotionally trying experiences they will often fix their eyes on a location right so they're at a thing and that thing will be a place where they're unintentionally throwing their energy and so I I clear it as a courtesy for the next person who comes in the room
2: Wow! Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's freaking
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and that's a I lot flush, of work. <laughs> I know. The day yeah. of the life. Yeah.
1: Do you like? Sometimes, are you ever like, "Ugh"? I always just wonder, you know, if as a medium and stuff, some days after a session, are you like, "Ugh"? Like, I feel gross or I feel icky.
0: Sometimes, like if I if I'm if I'm channeling a person in spirit who mm-hmm. had a very violent or difficult end. Like what comes to mind is uh, several months ago, I I had somebody who, I mean, he just, he had a very violent end. And when he came through, uh, I just, my mouth filled with blood and it it didn't, like I had to look in the mirror to make sure that it wasn't actually filling with blood, but it felt like Mm. it. And uh, that one took me a while to clear out of my system. And it definitely was not my favorite experience, Um, (laughs) but I, you know, I I love what I do and and it doesn't creep me out. It does. It sounds, I know people hear like, I talk to dead people and they think of horror movies, but it's, from my experience, it's the most pure thing I do. It's like talking to people that are stripped of artifice who are in spirit and, and facilitating a conversation for people who are in grief and who have been, most people who have grief whether it's a lost dog or a lost human, it's like you can't really share it with other people because it's so like yours. And you can't, it's like, you don't want to burden people, right? And, and people have a, a very low tolerance for other people's tragedy and pain um, often. And so being mm. able to provide a service where I can, I am right here with them and I can oh. validate who that person in spirit is and, and I, can, I can experience the pain with them. On its own, just it is really an honor. I, I mean, I don't mean to sound cheesy or anything. I guess I am naturally cheesy, though. But yeah, it is it's <laughs> really an honor, and, and uh, it's not it's not creepy. It How sounds, do you
1: then? But, mm-hmm. So I think about that a lot, and so and I've really been working on. I guess this, but so feeling someone's being compassionate for the way someone's feeling, but also being boundary in a way where I'm not taking it on, and I'm not. You know, because that isn't my feeling, but I have compassion for the experience. A lot of times, when and I'm talking to, guess my experience, talking to our community and talking to people that have been through things, um, when I can relate. You know, obviously I do. But how do you boundary
0: yourself so that you're not um, taking it on too much? Where like it's now yours. Yeah, it's a full time job. It is one of the hardest things that I do. I would say having healthy boundaries is a lot harder than talking to dead people or interpreting a birth chart, and it's because. We tend to have an easy time having healthy boundaries with shit that doesn't trigger us, right? And it's the stuff that gets in your blind spot. It's the stuff that you, you know, haven't fully resolved from childhood or you have judgments towards yourself around. That kind of stuff is where we tend to be the most porous. So, you know, if you both have a podcast and you both have access to the same listeners with the same issues, you're each going to be porous to different issues and be more affected by it. Um, just because you're going to resonate with different stuff. And so for me, boundaries is like my obsession and I do a million things. And on a, like a psychological and emotional level, my approach is generally to, focus on as soon as I kind of catch myself being like this is what she said and this is what she did and this is what she meant and this is her backstory I'm like okay okay okay." that is how I know that I've strayed off the path because we when we're focusing on what somebody else is thinking doing feeling instead of taking responsibility for how we're responding and how it hits us that's when we aren't it goes from kind of like compassion and empathy to pity and to like projection, right? And so psychologically and emotionally, that's one thing I try to really track is like keeping my eyes on my own homework, basically. And then on an energy level, I mean, I do so many, and I don't know how woo you want me to go, but I do hella things. Yeah, to to like clear other people's energy, to set my own energy boundaries. And I can say like from a woo perspective, You know, what we often do, especially females or people nurtured as female, queer folks, I mean, what we often do is we make ourselves small as a way to not be a target. And that actually doesn't keep you safe on an energetics plane. Generally speaking, the bigger you get and the more you inhabit your wholeness, you're safer because then you can tell when an energy or whatever um, is encroaching your space because you're fully present in your space, you know? And so practicing being really present and whole and full is really an important part of boundaries on a woo-woo level. And I think it's like, especially difficult for, for females because we're told to like starve ourselves and be small. And so we have this like association physically and spiritually with like being less instead of being more. And, mm. um, and and it, it and I think it hurts us spiritually as well as all the other ways that we know.
1: Wow, when you were talking about the projection thing, I was getting a little tap on the back of my head because <laughs> I've been
0: doing that lately. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's an easy one to do, especially if you are empathetic, right? Yeah, because you want to make sense of it. Like your your instincts say one thing, and then your brain's like, okay, so now how do I how do I figure that out? What do I make use of that as? Or how do I how do I turn it into a story. And I think that that's where we get into projections because we want to like figure out something that's actually not our business to figure out. When we get that information, sometimes we just need to breathe into the information and let it kick around, which is hard to do because we want to do something. Mm-hmm. And energy work is doing something, but it on the surface looks like passivity.
2: That's interesting.
0: Look at us starting in the middle.
2: I know, let's I go back. I
0: love it, I love it. Uh-
2: as always, we kind of start in the middle and and then reverse. So, have you always known you've had this gift? Like, when when did you really start to appreciate it? Did it ever scare you? And of course, just introduce yourself to our listeners.
0: Okay, uh, okay. So I am Jessica Lignato and I am an astrologer and psychic medium and animal communicator. Also, lady with a big mouth, if we're being honest. Uh, so, um, so. I didn't always know. I look back and I'm like, oh, it was always there, but I didn't always know that I was a psych that I, I actually didn't even believe that there was such a thing as psychic. I was just like a jaded pragmatist. I'm from Montreal where everybody is just like, you know, it's kind of, you know, (laughs) East coast vibes. Um, Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think that there was such a thing as psychic. I have always been interested in and studied astrology. I started when I was 12. And so I studied astrology and lived astrology. And then uh, when I was 19, I moved to San Francisco to be an astrologer. And people would be like, oh, you're psychic. And I'd be like, no, you just don't understand astrology is that real. And mm. I, I, to a certain extent, I still stand <laughs> by that. But also it turns out I was psychic. And also it turns out I could talk to dead people. So that kind of developed through my work as an astrologer because I was already consulting with people as an astrologer um, full-time. By the time I was like, oh shit, maybe this isn't just... Chance or me being a good astrologer, maybe I actually know stuff. So, so it kind of was like, oh, I guess I am psychic, and then it kind of unfolded to, I guess I do talk to dead people, and then it unfolded to, you know, oh shit, my cat's talking to me. Okay, that's happening. What? So it was just kind of like <laughs> this, <it's> like <laughs> unfolding through through stages, and it's it's really cool actually because I as I grow and I become more uh, kind of grounded in myself. I discover new skills and it's, it's, I think they were always there. I just wasn't able to use them yet. I wasn't able to access them, which I think is true with all crafts really. Mm.
2: Yeah. What was going on during that time that perhaps was blocking you from really seeing it or feeling it fully?
0: Yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to be psychic. Uh, It was hard enough to be an astrologer. I mean, it's 2018, right? And everybody loves witches and astrologers. It's like so on trend. But when I started, uh, working as an astrologer in 1994, it was not on trend, I should tell you. It was not cool um, it, and, and it wasn't accepted. And so the judgment towards psychics, I mean, I was guilty of it. I, I had judgment towards psychics too. I didn't think it was real. I thought it was like fuckery. And um, I grew up at a time of like Miss Cleo and all that kind of stuff. I miss her. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I miss her too. And also we had in Quebec Jojo, um, which is like the French Canadian version. And bless her soul. I really love her. She's a huge inspiration to me. Slash. These people were, you know, women who were kind of made into a joke. And so I think that right now we have all this validation and mainstream kind of culture around witches and even like psychic mediums and uh, astrologers certainly. But that's very new. Um, so, so I was really, I didn't want to be, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't believe it was possible and I didn't want to find out basically that said, you know, there's a lot of different ways of being an astrologer. I, I am like a a helper. That is what I, I want to be of service. And so I'll never forget like the moment where I was like, shit, I have to actually acknowledge that this is happening was I was giving trope readings at a bar and a woman came in and she was just like, I've heard that you're psychic. And I was like, no, girl, I'm not psychic. I can read your cards. I can read your chart. I'm not psychic. And she was like, but I have a ring from a man. Will you hold the ring and tell me about this experience? You know, what's happening in my relationship? And I was like, no, I I can't. And she was like, I beg of you, please. I'm making it sound dramatic, but it was. She was very emotional. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I can't do it. But if you really want to pay for me to try, I can, you know, if you want. And she like insisted. So I held the ring. She was this really beautiful young woman. And it was in a lesbian bar, I should say. And so I held the ring and in my mind, I could see really clearly this short, not attractive in my mind, bald man. And I was like, this ring is from uh, this short bald dude. And like, he was much older than her. She was very pretty and young. So it was like, I was sure I was wrong. So I started telling her what he looked like. And she was like, oh my God, that's him. He gave me this ring and I love him and like all these things. And so I like just told her what I could perceive. And then she was like, okay, now I have another ring. It's like I'm torn between these two men and I held the other ring. And I, again, it was another short, bald man. She had it tight. And I was just like, <laughs> again, when I saw this, other, I was like, okay, so clearly I'm just making shit up right now. And so I told her what I saw and she was like, oh my God, it's true. And that experience was so out of the blue. There was no way I would have guessed any of the things that I saw that I said, there was like nothing I could kind of explain it away with or blame it on. And it was this pivotal moment for me where I was like, I, I just, I have to acknowledge that there's something here that I can't explain away. I wasn't looking at a chart. She didn't give me any leading information. Uh, the context was all wrong for what I was seeing. So that, that was really pivotal. And I had a number of really pivotal experiences not long after that around, uh, communicating with the dead where I was just like the things I knew, were verified by the client. And just, there was no way that I could have possibly known them. And what I've come to find is that it's resisting it is harder than doing it for me. So, and I don't think that's everybody's experience, but that has been my experience is that kind of once the door is open, it's just like, it's an open door for me. And and um, and because I already work with clients, um, it just kind of has really flowed. And so you know, it's, it's, it's complicated. I actually, I think about a month ago only now, um, I went to the San Francisco, uh, spiritualist church, the Golden Gate spiritualist church. I don't know if you've heard of spiritualism. I hadn't, but it's basically a church of mediums and they've been around since the 1850s. And yeah, it's so cool. (laughs) And I had no idea it existed, but, um, they invited me to do, uh, like a night of mediumship and a couple hundred people showed up and I was really like, trembling scared because I'm not a much of a you know performer. I wasn't I'm not really uh I just I didn't know what the hell was gonna happen. I didn't know if mm-hmm, I could communicate mm-hmm. with dead people um in that way where it's like you I see your grandmother or whatever. Like I had no totally. idea. one on one. So it's really obvious to me like the dead person I'm seeing is yours. Right. Um and I was so it was like a life changing experience because I was able to do it and I give two hours of readings to a bunch of wow. people in the room and there was a lot of like intense, just really intense things. And again, it was this thing of, I just knew all this shit. And it's like I shouldn't sound so surprised, I guess. But it's still it is it's amazing, and it's just it's a it's an honor, you know. It's like a weird gift to have and to be able to share with people. And and it you know showed me like this other skill set I have that I didn't realize I had that I could actually do this in in rooms of people. Who knew? I didn't know. Uh, the person who invited me had a pretty good idea but i didn't i didn't I thought it was going to fail but I think that that's an important thing to say is that with spiritual development, just like being an artist or being a chemist it's like you have to be willing to fail you have to be willing to do something and not be good at it in order to find out that you are surprisingly good at it you know it's the only way of doing things is being kind of like willing to explore your your capacity and and that is something that I challenge myself to do in my, in my work a lot.
1: I actually went to last night. It was, there's a friend of a friend. He he's a medium, like in training, I guess. And so he was like practicing readings on everyone in the room, which was really sweet. And I didn't actually think about that, like in the process of becoming a medium or a spiritual advisor that like you would practice, you know, yeah. you would kind of like yes. hone your craft and like work on the messages and work on your voice and, and your delivery of it or your um, interpretation of it. But um, so that was interesting that you said that. So for astrology, like what originally got you into astrology? And then what was it like reading charts in 1994? Like, did you have a bunch of clients or what
0: was that like? Mm-hmm. So I nothing exactly got me into astrology. I was like, I remember being... 6 years old on a Hot Wheel and I remember thinking really clearly and I have no idea where I learned this but I remember thinking I'm a Capricorn I'm no. going to keep my wisdom teeth and I have no idea how I knew that, <laughs> that, is that so Capricorn, funny I know Capricorn governs teeth uh, the Capricorn rule by really? Saturn and Saturn governs teeth yes and I think Saturn, Pisces is by the foot right Pisces is is the feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My
1: feet are nasty. So what does that mean? (laughs) mean,
0: The the reason why, so basically what it does is it it articulates like the reason why Pisces is related to the feet. It's because it's what's hidden. It's what you, it's your foundation. It's your, but it's your private foundation. Mm. And so, you know, if you say your feet are nasty and you're a Pisces, I'm like, Oh, you don't spend enough time alone. And when you spend time alone, you don't spend enough time taking care of you. And like, Loving on you and connecting with Jesus yourself Christ. and your body.
2: Damn. Jesus. Well
0: It's just there, see. But I uh, I I I knew, I just knew that like teeth, Capricorn, I was like, I'm gonna keep my wisdom teeth, and I have so far. Wow. On wood. But um so that's well, why you're so smart. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think I was just meant to be an astrologer. I think it's like, you know, I think it was like yes. kind of like in, in the noggin somehow. So my mother, luckily, is an odd woman. And so she saw that I was like, I would talk about astrology over the years. And she always had tarot cards and Ouija boards. And she never, she, she didn't do anything with them, but she like had them, you know? And when she saw that I was really interested in astrology for my 12th birthday, she got me a book, a big ass astrology book. And I studied that shit like a Bible. And I then went to an alternative college and there was an introductory to astrology class by a Jungian psychologist. Um, And uh, I took it and then I was like, oh shit. Okay, so I'm going to move to San Francisco and become an astrologer. Because at that time, the only place you could even consider making a living as an astrologer was San Francisco. So I moved out here and I had a day job. And I did have clients and I my client kind of my, my, my clients kind of grew over time. But what I did was I I worked a couple of different jobs, I think for about seven or eight years while I was building my practice and building my expertise. And then I transitioned into full time in 1999. But I would I would say it was probably about seven years into private practice that it really started to be full time. And wow. um, yeah. So, and it's, it's a very different world today. You know, it's like, I didn't have a website. It wasn't, there was a social media, um, you know, it was before Rob Resney, right? It was before a, astrology and Susan Miller and these columns became part of the culture in this larger way. So being like a lot of astrologers are like, I wanted the craft to be respected. And I mean, I personally don't want to be disrespected, but I don't really care about that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't feel the need to like fit in. Um, I, I'm not... Bummed that I'm not a muggle. That's okay with me, you know. Uh, mm. And I don't need anyone else to go to Hogwarts or not. I don't, you know. Everybody gets their own path. So I, I, you know, the thing with astrology and all the psychic stuff is it's on trend now. I don't expect it'll stay on trend forever because it doesn't. And and it's not the first time it's been very popular, right? So they tend to like cycle and and I just think you know if tools work, use tools, you know. And and if spiritual tools are what's working, please use them. And if they stop working, don't use them. And All of that, I guess, is a little bit Buddhist sounding. It's just like I do have a lot of, I'd like to have non-attachment to how people respond to the work and whether or not it's the right work for them. You know, I think I think that a spiritual path is ideally a path of self-realization, and that requires self-reference and referring back to does this work for me? Does it Mm. not work for me? And I think that's true again, like across Levels of the human development. So sometimes astrology will be amazing for you, and sometimes it won't be. And I'm I'm very open to that. Um, and I think that's probably part of why I have so many clients, <laughs> um, is because I, I I'm not like trying to force anyone down a particular path, except for self acceptance.
2: When you have questions, when you find yourself maybe stuck or unsure of where to go, what to do next, like what is your mode? with all that you do, um, channeling, um, tarot, astrology, like where do you turn Mm -hmm. and and maybe it's a combination of things, but a lot of our girls are always wondering kind of either as simple as like a daily message or guidance. Um, so what do you do personally?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it really does depend on like the, the, like the daily stuff. I definitely, I mean, I, I do a lot. A lot of things every day. So I definitely like, I look at the transits of the day. I look at what's happening in my own chart. I do daily kind of like meditations that just are not predictive, but instead give me a sense of where to train my thoughts or where to train my attention. So what that might look like is I might get like a really dramatic read. I'm like, okay, so pay attention for drama and then stay in alignment with how do I want to respond? Not how should I react? you know, so, so they're very different actions actually. So, so that's for the littler things for the bigger stuff. I mean, I have, I have people that I get readings from because I can look at my chart and kind of map things out, but I'm not objective with myself. I'm like, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to (laughs) struggle. So all I'm looking Mm -hmm. for is a way out when I look at my chart, um, which is not how I look at other people's charts. Of course, I'm like, just what is the best path? Um, so so I have other people that I get readings from, not so much astrology, just because it's too much my point of reference. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also I have a, a good partner who's like super supportive and you know woo in ways that work for me and not woo in ways that are really good for me as well and friends. And I have cats. They're very supportive for me. They, they're Aww. like... Cats rule. Yeah, cats are the best. They're the cats very rule. best. Yeah, I agree. Cats what do cute. they say? Yeah, what was the first thing your cat said to you? Mm-hmm. Oh God. Well, the first thing my first cat that I knew was talking to me said to me was the water's boiling. And cause I was like, put on a kettle. I had a studio. It was like a, a work live space. And it was like in the front was where I met with clients and in the back was the kitchen. And I would forget that I was boiling water for coffee in the morning. So I was like responding to emails, like a good little Capricorn. And um, I would just like burn the water. You know, when you just like burn the kettle, it was, it's not proud. I just did it a lot. <laughs> and then uh, at a certain point, my cat, cougar um he's now passed unfortunately but my cat would come into the studio and be like hey your water is boiling and i'd be like oh shit okay my water's boiling and i'd run to the back and then after a couple of days of that i was like wait a minute i think my cat's <laughs> telling me that my water is boiling what <laughs> the fuck and so i would um i, I know, <laughs> it's weird and um uh, i was just like at that point I, I was like accepting psychic i was like dealing yeah. with mediumship in a very big way and this was just like i mean I did want to be Dr. Dolittle as a kid who doesn't like, who doesn't want to talk mm-hmm, to animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely was like, okay, but this is fucking crazy. But, and um, so I would do this thing with him where I would be like, okay, if you understand me, you go, you walk over here, you walk over this thing, go over there, come in this weird way. And then like sit on my lap. And He would do it. And I'd be like, <sighs> oh, enjoy. I can talk to animals. Oh. And then I would <laughs> practice it with my other cat. Ah. And she'd be like, bitch, I don't care about this. This is not a game I'm playing with you. And so, I would just practice and practice and practice. And again, I'm very lucky because I have clients. And so one of the things I do kind of as a matter of course now, when I'm giving a reading to someone and I have a block, like I can't see into something or I can tell that they're not telling me things. uh, If there's an animal in the house, I'll just talk to the animal and they will narc. Wow. Yeah. They will narc animals. Uh, narc, yeah, animals narc because you're totally <laughs> honest cool. with your animals, yeah. So they're just like, yeah. All she does is smoke weed and sit on my couch, and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I know, now I know. So let's talk <laughs> about weed, okay, whatever, or whatever, right? So it's just one of those things where, um, you know, that's really helpful for me. But also, it's it's I've just had really, again, I feel really honored. I feel lucky to have the work I have in my life mm. because I've been able to like talk to. Snakes and bunnies and cats and dogs and birds are reared. and you know, I was once in the desert um, <laughs> and there were all these bats that were flying we were, I was staying in a house and there was all these bats flying around, which I was not into the bats and they would like dive bomb into this pool at this place I was staying at. and uh, it was pretty terrifying. and then I was like, mm. oh, I'm an animal communicator. So I was just like, "Hey, don't come into the pool. It's dangerous." And they just stopped and I was like, who knew I was a magician? Wow. I know, I was, I, about, know I, I was impressed by that too. What about?
2: I was impressed by that. I think about <laughs> birds a lot. Like I uh, and oh, I think Krista and I were talking about this the other day. There's a a freaking exotic bird shop near where I live. <laughs> <Dude>. Do birds <laughs> like to be kept as pets?
0: I mean. Do birds like to be kept in cages? No.
2: No, I no, know. Of I'm of just not. like there's a guy with a bird downstairs and he like told the bird to wave to me the other day. The bird waved and I was like, "You didn't want to wave. Like yeah, what are you doing?" Literally. He's well, wearing like a little chain. Literally.
0: I mean, I think that there's there's also the thing Of course no. Of course no. And also, you know, birds are people too and I don't mean humans. I mean like they have personhood and they're, they're people and if a bird is bred in captivity and doesn't know different, mm-hmm. uh, do they know different on the inside? Yes, of course they do. They have wings. They're supposed to fly. And mm-hmm. also that doesn't mean they don't form their own bonds with their people. I know. I think it's complicated. Um, I do I do know somebody who keeps birds, but they're all rescues. Um, and I think that that's also really different than like from like a puppy mill. I, I don't know what the bird version of a puppy mill is, but it exists, right? I you know? know, and I think... I don't. I, I mean, I have. I have complicated feelings about it myself about
1: yeah. birds. Agreed. Yeah. Um. I forgot to tell you. I saw you on Explained. You did. Yes. Um, that was a fun experience. Yeah. I, I was like, so proud. I like <laughs> yeah. go to my boyfriend.
0: I'm like, we're gonna talk to her next week. He's like, you no know what? I will tell you this. Uh, I had just gotten off a plane uh, and I got to this conference and I was like, oh, nope, these here are weird. And I like didn't wash my face. I didn't put I didn't put on makeup. I didn't Aww. do anything. And I was like, oh, what is this conference going to be like? And then I like was walking around the hotel and then I don't know how many hundreds, I don't know, maybe it was thousands of people. So many people came out of this. It was like the opening ceremony. And I was in a state of shock when they found me and they started talking to me. So I was like a little dazed for that experience. And also we did a, a long interview and that was that was the only thing they kept, which was fine. I, I felt like what I said, I was kind of like the human embodiment of the shrug emoji. So that was, it was funny. It was fine. It was You're a little so out of context, cute. but it was fine. <laughs> um, so I'm talking about on Netflix, there's
1: a series that you guys can watch called Explained and they do a bunch of different things. They're pretty quick and they're really good. And there's one on astrology and the lovely <laughs> lady we have here was on, um, on it and you rocked. But Thank I mean, you. honestly, getting your name out here, I thought you rocked. I, I know what you mean, though. And that is a little bit what's scary about TV is the way that they cut it. And, yeah, you know, but
0: what can you do? I love the show Explained. Um, I should just it's say. Good. And I and I really liked that episode. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. And also, um, everyone should watch it because it's really, it explained things.
1: Gender uh, wage gap was really good. Yes. Mm. Yes judicial system was good. My, it's real. It's just really good. And it's really, it's really nice to like watch that kind of stuff right now. I wanted to walk through, you know, you talked a lot about the rituals that you have in your day. Could you walk us through some of, you know, like a day in your life and the rituals that you do?
0: Sure. Um, okay, sure. Uh, I'm all like, oh shit, which day, but okay. So coffee, it mm. has to have ginger and cardamom in it. I know that wasn't what you thought I was gonna start with, but literally nothing happens before the coffee. It wasn't. You're our psychic. Why <laughs> why ginger and cardamom? Because it's freaking delicious. <laughs> I, I, love I, it. I challenge you <laughs> to grind ginger and cardamom seeds into yeah. your coffee beans and you will never lose zero regrets. It will be oh, like the greatest thing you've ever done to yourself if you drink coffee. Do you drink coffee? You drink coffee. I don't. I, don't. I like matcha. I can't. I mean, I've just I'm I'm that jerk. I just love coffee. You you do drink it? Yeah.
2: I do, but I've de- I've decreased the amount that I drink. So I drink one cup a day.
0: One cup is nice. But I love it's, it. It's absolutely- <laughs> You're like, one cup is nice. It's not, four. it's not four. It's not four. That's exactly right. So I drink coffee. Um, I do the things that so many people do, which is check emails and social media. Um, so I do all those kinds of things first. I shouldn't. I, I hope kids at home don't do what I do because it's terrible. Um, but that is what I do first. And, and, and I should say that, that part of what kind of like connected to what you're saying about this idea of like, oh, I didn't consider like you have to practice being a medium. It's like, I have a desk job. I am a psychic medium. I I am an astrologer, but I work at a desk all day long. And I, you know, administration is a huge part of my business and it's a huge part of the service I provide because responding to people in a timely fashion is holding a container for them. So, you know, it's not, it's not what people tend to think of when they think of what I do, but it is a lot of what I do. So I totally. do all of that. And then, um, when I get to the office, I love, oh gosh, where do I go? I do, I do a bunch of energy work. I do energy work to clear the space. I do energy work to set shills and boundaries, energy boundaries on myself. I kind of like clarify intention for the day. Um, and I, And what else do I do? Yeah. I do more clearing of the space, not just energy work. I'll use Sage or some other tool. I will often break up cat fights because my studio is in a, is in a backyard and there are hella cats out here. Um, (laughs) and then what else will I do? And then generally it's back to the computer work, whether it's like writing columns, working the podcast that I make or whatever else. And then I do readings usually. And, Mm. um, and that is, its own magic and then when the person leaves i clear the space do more energy and boundary work and then prepare for the next person and and on we go
2: Mm, wow have there been any messages coming through maybe recently like universal messages that have surprised you in readings or from spirit
0: Mm. how do you mean by universal
2: me like kind of that we all could hear Mm -hmm. like could use to hear you know
0: I would say that we're at a really pivotal time globally and certainly domestically. And the message that I kind of feel deeply called to pass on in a million different forms and contexts is with empathy and humanity, the choices we make moving forward in our individual lives and in society will be good for everyone. And when we abandon our empathy and we abandon our humanity to get to the answer to get the money, to get whatever, we are in big trouble. Mm. And I do think that, um, you know, we we are at an intense time. It's a little bit of a scary time. And the way to respond to the fear of the unknown is to activate and to get involved in whatever way you can. And there are so many levels on which we need people to be uh, engaged in the protection of the vulnerable and the kind of like where we go next as a society um, and as a people uh, and turning away saying it's not your business it's not what you're good at or what you know that you don't care is a very very dangerous approach um, and so the kind of the you know as you're calling it like the universal call that I am and I am hearing is understanding that we are connected and what we do and what we choose to not do will have consequences and they do involve you, you know, Mm -hmm. and they involve your neighbor and caring about your neighbor is the fucking, it's the the shit. It's the thing we're supposed to do, uh, supposed to, but yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Register to vote. Register
1: to vote. Register to vote. God damn it.
0: God damn it. (laughs) Tweet at people, call people, do shit.
1: Literally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. What you
1: do and what you don't do also matters. I think that's very, very important. And I need to take that Mm -hmm. advice for myself. So I just did.
0: Okay. Um,
1: So what are some for our listeners and women? So a lot of them are going through their Saturn return. So, um, what can you tell us about that period, I guess? And what are some practices that people that are going through the traditionary time where they're figuring out their career, their relationships, who they are, et cetera, what are some tools or practices that they can lean on to help keep them um, grounded during this time?
0: Mm -hmm. So it's it's a great question. And there's like lots of parts to the question. So first of all, the Saturn return happens around 29 years old, but for about two years leading up to it, you're in it, you feel it. And then for about two years Mm -hmm. after it, you are integrating it. And then 33 mm. happens. Your Christ year. And there's a whole other freaking thing. We Christ get... year. What's the Christ year, honey? Oh. I mean, that's new. Wait, finish, so finish the excited. cancer
2: and then we got to get into the Christ year. Oh, we're going to get year? into the Christ
0: year. I'm very excited. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's called so, the Christel year. Because we're closer to the Christ year. Then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you like 31, 32 right now?
2: Yeah, 31. So yeah, basically, 30. okay. Uh-huh. So this
0: is, the, this is like the broad strokes, right? Okay. Um, you... You hit around 27 and you're like, oh my God, I'm running out of time. I'm old. Who are these people I call my friends? What am I doing with my life? Who is this person that I'm dating? Should I get married? Should I get divorced? Should I go back to school? Did I am I about to graduate? Like you start thinking about these big things. And you know, the reason why the punks say, live fast, die young is so that you don't ever cross the line with the Saturn return. Because after the Saturn return, you're not willing to compromise and deal, deal with a bunch of bullshit in the same way as you are before the Saturn return. And mm. The reason why is because before your first Saturn return, you are a child. Now, don't at me. I'm not trying to make you feel bad for being 26 and calling you a child. Slash, uh, from an astrological viewpoint, we are in the phase of development of our childhood. So when you're 26, 27, you're in the old age of your childhood, right? And we enter into our adulthood, at around 29, and we stay in that cycle for about 29 years, and then we go through our next Saturn return. So if you thought there was one, you was wrong. It is uh, a life, it, Saturn governs cycles of maturity and development. It is related to aging, but it's also related to embodiment, the embodiment of who you are as a consequence of what you choose to do and be, right? So the reason why people have such a hard time during the Saturn return, if you talk to people who are like 30 Or older, they're going to be like, oh, my set of return, it's so stressful. And the reason why is because the ways in which you are not living appropriately, self-appropriately, become excruciating. They become really painful. And most of us make a shit ton of compromises uh, in order to be the adult we think we're supposed to be or live the life we think we're supposed to live. And the Saturn return is actually this amazing opportunity to be like, oh, wow, I'm really fucking off base in this place. Whatever really hurts is where we're supposed to point our attention because it's where we are kind Mm -hmm. of on call to become more whole, to figure our shit out. And so the kind of like time leading up to it is where we often are like clearing out our lives. We're like breaking up with our friends. We're realizing that, you know, the way we've been, Lying to ourselves isn't working anymore or whatever it is. We do all these things. And then the Saturn return hits and it can last a week or two or it could last a whole year. It's like personal how uh, how long it actually lasts. And the kind of specifics of it are specific to one's birth chart, which I can't read everybody's birth chart in, you know, in a general explanation. But Saturn return happens, crisis, 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 shit goes down and then it's over. You're 30, 30, 31, 32. And you're like... I'm moving along. Wow, that was hard. Okay, I'm figuring things out. You forget about it. You move on with your life. And then 33 comes. She Christ year. And the Christ year is um, is really important because it's like, if they call it that because it's for the double trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. I should say, and I hope this is not like an inappropriate thing for me to say, because I'm Jewish. I was not raised religious, but I have seen Jesus Christ Superstar a couple times. And so what I understand of the Christ story is that it was his Saturn return. It was 29 to 33 and he was nailed to the cross at 33 Mm. at the apex of the Saturn return. Now, are other of you Jesus people? Do you know that? Do you know if I'm telling you the truth? Was that really the whole? Actually, really
2: thing? interesting. I think hey, it is thirty-three. True. Like, yeah, we grew up Catholic, but couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, literally, like, all I know is, is there's things. weird shit that went down. But that <laughs>
0: sounds right to me. Okay, yeah. So, so Jesus so, um, Christ, <laughs> I, I mean, like we
2: should just like go through the Jesus Christ. Superstar. That
0: movie, it is a great. It's movie. It's so good. It is, and it's in the so movie, good. it's kind of like: is he bipolar? Is he really talking is he hot? to God? He's got- <laughs> And that's kind of the theme of the Saturn return in a way, you know, not to, not to poo-poo on, on the Jesus story uh, and those who find meaning from it, but it's really this relationship to patriarchy, uh, you know, this idea of hierarchy and, and what is it, what kind of authority are we able and willing to take? What are we willing to give up to be the person we want to be? That is a lot of what the Saturn return is. And so if you want, like, a hot tip on how to do your sudden return, it's be honest with yourself. It's show up. It's do the goddamn work because what you do now is not only the closure of your childhood, it's the opening of your adulthood. So what you do now sets the stage for who you were going to become. And there's lots of chances to change it, but it's a powerful foundation setting time. So back to 33, when you're 33, it's almost like all the shit you kind of like chose to ignore or forget about from your set of return that is yet unmanaged comes back to bite you in your sweet little hiney. Or if you've been doing your homework and you've really been learning and growing and integrating your Saturn return, it can be a year where things really come together for you and you see kind of, again, the consequence of your action. And that's what Saturn's about. It's consequence to action. And there's other planets in astrology that are kind of mysterious or spontaneous. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? But with Saturn, it's action consequence. It's always rooted in the past. Um, and some, some people will say like past karma. I will say your past actions as a, as a person with agency in this life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good one,
2: honey. It's a good one. That's Learn a new something. one. Yeah, that's a new one. That's something to look forward to. Wow. Well, here's
0: the other thing, though, is that then when Saturn squares itself at around uh, seven years after the Saturn turns, so around 35 ish, that's fantastic. It's a time where you really get to make your first adult adjustment. So, all these mm-hmm. people who are like, oh my God, I'm 25, I'm so old, to them I say, <laughs> uh, you the my friends. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends. Exactly. No, I say, I say, you have been an adult for less than five years. Most Mm. of your experiences are as a child, like a literal child. And so when you're 35, most of your adult experiences, I mean, what you have maybe 15 years adult experiences, maybe, but most of your life experiences are still your childhood until that you can say that most of your adult experiences actually happen in adult years. You ain't old. Don't worry about it. You got time. You ain't. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What happened to you at your 33rd year?
0: Mm. Oh, my 33rd year. Let me remember. It was a long time ago. Um,
2: You honestly look 26.
0: Mm -hmm. That is really nice and specific, oddly. She said you were six years old. What do you think about (laughs) that? That's very nice. Thank you. No, I'll be 44 in a couple months. So I like to round up because I'm a Capricorn. So I like to to own the year ahead before I get there. So I feel like, oh, I'm only 44. Uh, But yeah, I'm 43. (laughs) Uh, I'll be 44 soon. So at 33, uh, what year was that? Do you remember uh, 10 years ago? 10 years ago, 2008. Shit. Why couldn't I do that math? That's a good question. That's, That's an embarrassing <laughs> question to have on, on TV. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, God, 2008. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I don't, it was good though. I remember really being like, ah, I got it. I think um, I'd had a lot of health crises in my Saturn return because I have Saturn in the sixth house, which is a health house. Um, so I had a lot oh, of health crises wow. that forced me to get into my body and prioritize it over other things. Wow!
2: How can we look up our houses? Okay, yeah.
0: well, this is what my uh, <laughs> is you my guys see. She's adjusting her glasses. That's what I do. Okay, so this is this is a thing that is annoying for people, maybe on Instagram, but I swear is I swear by this is that. I am much less interested in signs. Like when I I lecture uh, to astrologers, I teach astrology Mm, to astrologers, um, and you'll rarely hear me talking signs because it's the least of it. The houses are where magic happens, like Mm -hmm. deep, deep magic. So, in order to know the houses of in your birth chart, you need to know your exact time of birth and your location of birth. And so, in order to To do that. And then you need either an astrologer or like an astrology program, which are sometimes a little unreliable. If you put in Mm -hmm. the wrong time of birth, you will not get the correct chart. So don't do it, is my advice for listeners. But you don't know your charts? Well, I know, I
1: I have it. I don't have my I don't have my houses, but I know my signs. Yeah, I don't know how okay. to find the houses. Okay, I'm
0: gonna tell you. Can we do this while we're on the podcast, or is that yeah? yeah you edit the podcast, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. No, no. Okay. This is great, but
0: no. Okay. Okay. Finally, it's know. about us. <laughs> okay. okay, great. But it just will take me a second to pull this up. So let me first of all tell you, if you're not looking at a circle, a wheel, you are not looking at your chart. Okay. So who goes first? I'm gonna pull you both up.
2: Lindsay can go first.
0: I have it right here.
2: I can pull mine up. Do you want me to okay. put it up to the thing? No, just tell me your birthday. September 14th, 1987 at around, um, 9 AM around 9 33 AM. It, it is 9 33 AM okay. okay. the- on the chart. It's telling me nine 50. I don't know why, but, um,
0: Princeton, what? New Jersey. That's what I thought. You're a Jersey girl. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So let <laughs> me say this. If the thing you're looking at has the wrong time, then it is wrong what you were looking at. Mm. Uh, not to brag. Okay. So look at you. Okay. No, but seriously, do you want me... What do you want to know? Because I can tell you everything. What do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Where do we start? <laughs> we can start uh, anywhere. But um, you do have Saturn in the second house. What's and that house? W- that is the house of money, your personal finances, your personal possessions, and also what you value, like your value system. And having Saturn in the second house... And, and are you comfortable with me being honest and like yes. talking about real shit? Yeah, um, yeah. of course. It does give you money issues. Um, it yeah. gives you scarcity issues around money, whether or not you actually have experienced scarcity. And the way that you respond to that is really um, based on this, this here T-square I'm seeing between your sun-moon opposition uh, pointing towards Mars is it looks like you really vacillate around how you respond to money. Is like, I will spend it as though I am That's the, true. The, the queen That's of all, true. or yeah. you can be penny-pinching weirdo. Mm, I've experienced that. She's really giving with it, so it's like I feel like it's like she has Felix. She has all of it to give. (laughs) Interesting. I'm done. (laughs) So, so here's my question. Here's my question for you. Then, do you save money?
2: Yeah. So I just started in the last year, really doing well saving money. Like before that, I wasn't able to because I think I was just allowed. I was like paying all my bills, all my rent, which I was not kind of like penny pinching on. I was living where I wanted to live. I was doing what I wanted to do, but now I'm making more money and able to kind of see it almost visually. Like this is where I can kind of funnel this here, funnel this here and into savings. So I'm a visual person. I kind of see it That's great. And it's
0: great that you're doing this now so that when 33 hits you, you're actually not going to have money issues as your lesson because nice. that's the risk of it with that Saturn placement. But, you know, you actually have, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give me the you... love. You're What's so that? fun. You're so fun. Oh, thanks. So are you guys. Also, I'm secretly so jealous of that juice that you're drinking. What is it? Oh, I'm juice? sorry. It's,
2: it's celery juice. Oh, my sorry. God, it
0: looks so good. Don't be <laughs> sorry. I'm jealous. Um, you're actually going through so much shit right now. It's uh, a lot. It is a lot. What's happening in your chart right now? You have Uranus conjoining your natal Jupiter, squaring your midheaven. Neptune is squaring your Moon and opposite your Mars, and that one—the last one's on the tail end. Pluto is trining your Sun, and Neptune is squaring your Saturn. So, uh, and Saturn is conjoining your your Neptune. Okay, that was a lot to say, and I know it wasn't English. <laughs> no, I was like, got it. I I'm like, but it's. You know, I, I think like if I was kind of going to give you the upshot, and I will preface this by saying for, you know, people listening who are like into astrology, right, is that your signs are like a, a very small part of what astrology is. And every planet is in a sign and every planet is in a sign and in a house And then there are aspects, which is the math between the planets and what they mean. And then there's like other layers and layers and layers of information. And then where astrology is actually useful and accurate is in the synthesis of those details. There are Uh so many details to memorize with astrology, but the synthesis is where the magic actually happens. And so, and that just takes practice. Hella practice. So, you know, I would say there's, there's so many things happening in your chart. Uh, but what I would say is that this is not... Jess just, a just took off her glasses. I did. She's a little stressed. I, I know, I like, She's a little stressed. She doesn't know where to go. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but it's good. It's good. Um, is you, you are changing. Like, you are changing in so many ways and on so many levels that it's really hard to track what the fuck that means. You don't mind yeah. that I drop F-bombs. No, right? no, no. Okay, great. You're not... Oh, great. no. no it. It's no. happening. Um, but uh, I... It's, it's hard to know whether you're coming or going right now. Maintaining and managing your physical health, but also your psychic health is your job, okay? So don't, mm. there's so many things happening with your career and in your personal, like really close relationships that it would be easy to be distracted in that direction and kind of abandon your own self-care and not mm. grow and mature your self-care at the same pace that the rest of your life is growing. But it would be yeah. a mistake that again, would bite you in shibans. So be careful about that. I'm really glad you're saving money. And um, do, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Oh my okay. God, do I you, cannot you, wait. Okay, good. <laughs> maybe it's God. not personal, but um, do you fuck with boys? Do you, do you, are you straight? Do you like
1: boys? Okay. <laughs> I knew it was
0: coming. I'm
2: straight, yeah. You did? She's straight. I fuck with boys. But she was
0: been a dude in every other life. Interesting. Okay. So, so, and are you in a relationship with a dude right now? No. Okay. So, I'm going to talk to you about safer sex. I knew it. Let's Can us say it one it. more time? Yeah. Let's Save talk sex. about safer sex for a minute here. Do you tend to oh my have God. safer sex? M-
2: Milana Snow just told me. She's like, you're very fertile. <gasps> Be oh, careful. She's fertile.
0: Wow. Yeah. She's fertile. She's so fertile. And also there's something else about this, which is for you to prioritize your own physical health and wellness above any dude is a spiritual lesson for you. Um, and making sure that there are certain... Mm-hmm relationship things in place before, uh, the condom comes off is so important for you. I mean, I think it's common sense for anyone, but for you, it is a lesson. Um, and learning how to prioritize your own physical wellness is actually a big part of your life lessons. Mm -hmm. And there's a way that you're good at it until you get into relationships and then you defer to other people and you defer to whatever is happening in front of you instead of remembering to refer back to the self and then collaborate between what you need and what the situation best requires. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes. I I feel- No one's ever said that to us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I have to (laughs) kind of like let that sink in. I think- I mean, I haven't had sex in a second, but (laughs) when I was kind of like, I kind of go through um, cycles and waves of like, kind of being out there and then not being out there and really being by myself. But when I'm out there and especially like in my mid twenties, I was reckless as hell.
0: Yeah. For sure. It looks like you have a tendency I mean there's reckless and then there's and, and spontaneous and fun enjoying and then there's yeah, also it's all that but it's like dumb. abandoning self right there's yeah. there's both yeah. ends of it and i think that you when i look at your chart you do both i think there's yeah. some of it is just like i'll have fun now and think about it later and then some of it's actually like abandonment of self and you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater um, and they both take different remediation and being able to kind of like name the parts and see the parts allows you to treat the different parts differently. So you don't want to like pathologize the fact that, yeah, you like being wild sometimes. Uh, yeah. And and that's really different than you like being reckless, right? Um, also, do you mind if I ask you about your alcohol consumption? Yeah. Do you drink a lot?
2: No, not anymore. I okay. used to. Used to. Yeah.
0: That was part of the reckless behavior, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you Jupiter opposite the ascendant generally... It can be a little bit of a drinker. Let me just yeah. put it that way. And it's not its not in your best interest um, because of all the obvious reasons, but also because giving yourself permission to be spontaneous without any facilitator is actually really healthy and wonderful for you. Mm. And because you have so much Virgo in your chart, uh, Mars, Sun, Venus conjunct and Virgo, uh, that's not the most spontaneous uh, sign in the world, but because Mars is involved and Sun is involved, it is a more... Um, risk-taking and courageous uh way for virgo to play itself out if that makes sense um you are bold and you are meant to be bold so don't let anyone dim your light thank you that is my take on that (laughs) Um, do you want do you want me to answer any questions since i'm actually in your chart does it say when she'll meet the one what is the one do you want to be married oh yeah yeah do you want human babies yeah alien one you want an alien baby I'll have alien They're or harder human to get. Baby. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> but you think you want human babies and you want partnership? Yeah. You want it now?
2: No, doesn't necessarily. I just, I, I've, we, it's a hot topic, I feel like, because I've been single for a while.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, okay. And there's, there's lots of layers. And honestly, if we were doing like a one on one reading, we would spend 45 minutes of our hour on this topic yeah. um, easily because they're within your chart are two different um, themes really strong. Well, there's several themes articulated around intimacy issues, but there's two that I kind of would in broad strokes name. And one is your tendency to date with your dick, your tendency to like be attracted to dynamic, engaging, exciting, and fun. And then there's the other part of you, which is that sun, Saturn, moon, uh, square. I'm sorry, opposition square to Mars, which is very private slow to trust. You take shit very seriously and you don't really have energy for like fuck boys. You want a partner. And the problem with this is in order to get a partner, you have to have a stranger to hang out with and like date. And like, it's like pacing yourself through the stages is what's uncomfortable because you know how to be a partner. I imagine all your best friends would attest to that, that you're like, an amazing ride or die kind of partner. Um, but the vulnerability involved in building trust and getting to that place is where your intimacy issues live. And, um, you know, this is a, a tricky thing for you to work with and work around. And right now, developmentally, you're in a stage of development where you are having a very personal, very spiritual, (sighs) struggle is the wrong word, but uh, time around figuring out what are the boundaries of what you're willing to do with guys and what you're not willing to do. What are the boundaries with yourself? Where do you abandon yourself with men? Like you're Mm -hmm. in this really, it's hard to put language to it because that's not exactly where you're at in the process yet. I honestly think that if you were to... Meet the perfect man right now, it's not the perfect time. It's just not yeah. the perfect time. And there is such a thing as a good time and a bad time, you know? And the reason why this isn't a great time is because you're actually doing other work on yourself. You're figuring out how to have boundaries, not in reaction to someone, but an embodiment of the self. And you are flip flopping around what that means. And that's part of your process. That's kind of how you do. You like run into the wall and then you run away from the wall and jump into the pool. And then you're like, oh my God, no. How about the fire? And then you run into the fire and then you figure it out. This is kind of your move. And so, you know, don't fight the process. And I would say that for you, if I was in the market of giving you advice, which I'm about to do, so Karen. (laughs) uh, But what I would say for you is giving yourself permission that you're going to take, let's say three months let's say, you know, a couple few months, right? Where you're like, this is what I'm doing. I'm just doing me. And I'm open if I meet somebody to like, you know, following through with that experience, but I'm actually not going to pursue it for three months. So that you can tell that voice in your head that's constantly like, where, when, how, where, when, how am I doing enough to shut up? You know, it's like basically like give it a DVD and a headphone, uh, put it in the back of the car. I don't know why it was a DVD. It could be a streaming movie. It doesn't matter. But like distract it, tell mm. it to have a seat, and then come back to it later. Give yourself a chance mm. to actually be where you're at. Because it, the fear is if you do that, that you'll never get there. That you're, like, that you're like putting it off. But the reality is, that's the quickest way in. Is mm. actually just giving yourself permission to do what you're doing now and to be where you're at now. And yes. this is a scary process, but it's not a bad process. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's my quick read on you. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have a question for me?
2: That was a gift. No, I'm just taking that in. Thank you.
0: It is utterly my pleasure. Have, uh, should, okay. should I do another reading?
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So March 9th. Three, nine. What's the year? 1988. Eighty eight. I had a really curly mullet that year. Just hell. Saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what time? Uh, three AM or PM
1: PM where in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton,
0: Ohio, <laughs> big city, Hamilton. Oh, snap. yeah. Is that in Butler or Monroe Butler, Butler County. Okay. Great. Don't you love it when you don't know this, but I know this cause I'm an astrologer that hella states have like multiple small towns with the exact same name. And you're like, for oh, why would you do this? Yeah, state? literally why oh you've saturn in the fifth and you have a capricorn stellium. look at you Mm -hmm. what do you want to know you're also going through wow you guys is the podcast blowing up right now yes oh my god it's so exciting um because both of your charts have uranus severe seriously impacting your mid heavens so this is like your full-time job now eh? Mm -hmm. yeah congratulations (laughs) uh this is amazing Uh, create infrastructure because there's like all this energy that is driving your charts, both of your charts. Yeah. There's so much that the two of you can be doing with this. So hopefully you have support and like people who know what the hell they're doing, who can like point you, but what, what, how can I, you're going through your Saturn return right now. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't know? No. Oh, maybe it's always crazy. It's always crazy over here. (laughs) You're going through your Saturn return as we sit here speaking. Hold, Please. I will wow. look at my ephemeris, What? that's an ephemeris. Wow. Um, and let me hope. So is mine yeah. a week or a year or what? Oh, let me tell you the exact dates of your sudden return. Wow. Your sudden return began December 21st, 2017. And it will be over on, hold please. That's three. The 18th of October, 2018. Wow. Coming yeah. Up. Two weeks. And then what? And, and then, and then Saturn hits your natal Neptune and then it hits your natal Mars and then it's done with you. Whoa. Um, Yeah. For, for a minute. So that'll be over within, uh, you know, by the spring of 2019, but basically where, and are you partnered? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And are you, are you married partnered? No, but we've been together a long time. 700, four score and 700 years kind of yes. thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you want human babies? hmm Yeah. It's really interesting that both of you have your careers exploding in the way that you do at this time where you're both really looking within and like doing serious self-work mm-hmm. and you're doing very different kinds of self-work, but you're both really in it. And I guess the podcast isn't like a reflection of that, right? Yeah. Um, but you are... Going through so much. I mean, I have a weird question for you. Um yeah. has kids been like a conversation you guys have been having more recently?
1: Yeah, more about the engagement in kids. But I've always wanted to have kid, but I have um, I think I I've always been told I have like a spirit attached to me already that's ready to come in. So maybe.
0: But I don't know. So so I'll say this. You have something called Saturn in the fifth house. And uh-huh. from my perspective, that gives you a great sense of responsibility and duty around children. It makes you feel a sense of kind of like, I am, I have to bring in this child. I have to do this thing. And there may be a spiritual truth to it, but I want to say that the way that your chart is written, Mm -hmm. agency is one of your big life lessons. You are Mm. allowed to say no to a spirit. Mm. Um, You are allowed to say yes, but not now. Mm. And part of parenting on a spiritual level is having boundaries with your children before they're here. Because fun fact, I look at your birth chart and I can see what was going on in your parents' childhoods from your chart. So our parenting Mm. essentially begins before the children are even a consideration, you know? Mm. And so you get to have agency. And this is something that I see that in some ways is so Obvious and clear and a big part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And in other ways, it's something you really struggle with because you are so good at being useful to people. You're Mm -hmm. so good at being of service to people. And so much of what your Saturn return is about is finding your voice within that and finding kind of your your um your ground within it. Mm -hmm. And it looks like in the next, let me see, when does Neptune conjunction to the ascendant? And Saturn, you know, you have Uranus in the fifth house as well. Often I find that um, people with that, they have uh, erratic ovulation and that can kind of make conception a little bit tricky. And that, that mm. could mean you, you get pregnant right away when you were planning on getting pregnant in a year. It could mean it mm. uh, takes a year. You know, it, it's unpredictable. That's what Uranus does. But starting next year, in May of 2019, you're going to enter into a two-year period um, that is going to be really romantic. And re- are you a writer as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how you're nodding your head before she did. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Because, and are you working on something right now? Yeah. hmm Really interesting <laughs> <your> reaction. <laughs> you got a little odd color, a, a couple things going on. I like it. I like yeah, it. Literally. Okay, yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it looks like, there's going to be a major creative project and I kind of get the feeling about writing, although I'm not, I'm not sure what it is, but a major creative project coming up for you next year. Again, you're in a two year period and it's going to, again, be really important that you have healthy boundaries. It's now that I'm looking at your chart. I'm like, Oh, that's why you asked me about boundaries. Of course. That's because that's like your major work right now. Mm. And, um, I think figuring out like, what is the boundary between being of service and being helpful and kind of, uh, Martyring yourself in some way is kind of an important thing for you to be managing kind of always. And a good way of doing that is actually through do exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's like your lifeline. It's -hmm. like when you use your body for you, you see things more clearly in general. And you're just gonna have a lot of opportunities coming your way. You are also very fertile. Mm. I just see, uh, unless, unless you're real careful, uh, my guess is in the next two years, you're going to have a human baby. Wow. Yeah. So I would, I would say if that's not what you're looking for, I would encourage you to be careful.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So got to use (laughs) calm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say, so you're going to be going through a Uranus, uh, a Uranus conjunction to Venus. And again, uh, that, that it, it can, intensify fertility, but it also makes it unpredictable. It's like people just do random shit under this transit and it's like super fun. There's, there's not like a lot of downside to it, except Mm. if you're not trying to get pregnant and you like to hang out with D then it can be a bit of an issue. (laughs) So yeah, so that's, that's the, um, that's the only thing you got to watch out for. Also, you guys are, I, I mean, I'm kind of interested, and this is for another time, but almost to do like the chart of almost 30 podcasts, like your collaboration. Oh um, my God. Because this is, this is really like, you're both going through this incredibly electric time mm. for in your careers. It's really exciting. And, and what I really like to see now looking at both of your individual charts is that you have really different roles that you play. You're not like uh, doing the exact same thing because that can kind of lead to power issues. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing that at all here. You know, I'm really seeing that you organically are well-suited to doing different parts of this and mm-hmm. and different kinds of opportunities are emerging for, for each of you as individuals, mm-hmm. as well as as a team, which is really wonderful. I don't always see that in collaborations, as you could imagine. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know if you have any questions for me. I guess, what are the other lessons? So it's boundaries. Embodiment. Embodiment. yeah, And, you know... There's Okay. So let me just list off like I did before. Uranus is conjoining your your natal Jupiter. It is about to conjoin your Midheaven and Venus. You have uh, Saturn conjunct Uranus, Saturn itself, Neptune, and it's coming for your Mars. It's coming for your Mars. And then it'll sextile Pluto and what else? And then Neptune is coming for your sun and Pluto is forming a sextile to your sun. So upshot time the other things you need to pay attention to is that this is a time of major growth and development and it's not, the time for being conservative. And part of you is like, okay, how do I conserve? How do I like, you know, grow up? How do I like figure this out? And that is wise, but you want to pair that with risk and daring in deference to what's authentic for you instead of how it's supposed to be. You know, the shitty part of social media Is we all now know what's possible. We all know now, we all now know how to do it, right? Mm. You know, if I had come up as an astrologer, psychic, whatever, um, with social media, I would have had this idea of how it should be and how it shouldn't be. Now, I came up in a time where there was no models. And so I innovated my path and it happened to Mm. work for me. And there's a, in a way, it's harder that way, but in a way, it's so much easier. And so, you know, what do they say? Uh, I remember who said this quote that um, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And I would encourage you to really use that as like a motivator because you don't need to do this any, any way, but yours period. Mm. And I say this, I mean, your whole fucking life, like mm. fitness, career, love, like figure out what's authentic and whole for you instead of how you're supposed to do it. Or like the timing based on fear, like don't, mm. that stuff is going to run through you because you've got to like happen you, but that's actually not in your best interest. You know, mm. what is in your best interest is to figure out who you are and to be a loving a loving boundaried and consistent parent to yourself mm. through the parts of yourself that are like growing and growing up. Does that make sense mm. what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: And and you know, I do think that there's a, a health component to this. Do you have health issues?
1: Mm, no, people have asked that. Not right now.
0: Uh, good. Yay. And Again, I knocked Mm -hmm. on wood, Um, but I do think that- It's always good to hear. Yeah. I mean, I I think that for you, your body is a little bit of a canary in a coal mine, you know? And um, when you feel exhausted, when you feel really frustrated or irritable or off, it's because something's off. It's always because there's something off. And instead of analytically, cerebrally being like, what's wrong? I have to figure it out because that doesn't work. It just makes you feel anxious, Instead, the work is to Mm. breathe, locate your feelings and emotions in your body and to be present and to reconnect with your body. And then you'll receive the guidance more organically. Mm. Um, Forcing things with your brain, it doesn't really serve you, actually. It doesn't really serve you. And so I think that for you, if you are not having health problems, it is because you have already chosen without needing a health problem to motivate you to figure out who, who your body is and what she needs. Um, and so you just want to stay with that because in staying with that, you don't need a health problem to motivate you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, do you eat meat? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, you have this Mars Neptune con- conjunction in your birth chart and what this tends to indicate is veganism or vegetarianism out of uh, moralistic reasons. <laughs> um, and it also tends to incline you to, uh, uh iron deficiency. Uh, And these two things are, of course, connected. So, if you're going to live vegetarian or vegan, my, and I think you should avoid dairy, regardless of moralistic implications. But Mm -hmm. I, I, and of course, I'm not a doctor. Don't take medical advice from me, slash. (laughs) I think you really need to be conscientious about, you know, high quality supplements because your body doesn't do well with like, Shitty synthetic things. It likes whole foods, and so you want your your supplements to be plant based, and and uh, you want to take them consistently um, because mm-hmm. it does look like there there is a, a tendency to get deficient that is cyclical in your body. So you just mm-hmm. need to be consistent with your body's care. If that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a medical wow. astrologer. I didn't say that, uh, but I am I am a medical astrologer, a medical intuitive as well. But you know. Uh, I should also say, hmm. never listen to an astrologer or an intuitive over wow. a doctor, obviously. Slash, uh, there's a lot in your chart about health.
1: Wow. Thank you. My Thank
0: pleasure. You I gave so you guys much. reading. That,
1: that was, reading. was, so yeah, that was sweet. amazing. We got a noodle over that. That was mm-hmm. so good. We have it's a so long side ride to
2: come. Uh, yeah, literally. Uh, uh, up, So we're going to noodle. <laughs> we're going to noodle right. over I that. I
1: love noodling. I this mean, was so. so- so amazing. You are so fun. You are so cool. You are so gifted. Like we are so grateful those messages, like we do not take them lightly. So we are so thankful and we are so excited to introduce you to our audience. If they don't know you already, um, where could they find you? And then, um, what is exciting for you that they can kind of learn more about you or connect with you?
0: Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you. People in podcasts can see I blush. (laughs) <laughs> um, I did it. Uh, okay. Thank you. And, uh, so lovelignado.com is my website. Upon the website, you can watch videos, listen to me talking so much and read weekly and monthly horoscopes on social media at Jessica Lignado on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I post most days I post about the astrology or other spiritual content and I post hella funny memes. So Yeah, I love your IG. Thank you you so much. I like I like memes. I don't make memes, but I sure do like them. Do Uh, you
2: do readings over like Skype or Zoom for people that aren't located in your city? Yeah,
0: I mean, I do readings for people all over the world uh, Mm -hmm. via Skype, phone, and also people in person. That said, I do have I am booked up a year in advance. No, I know. Look at us. Look at you getting a little getting in early. (laughs) Um, So I. Um, and I, and I not opening my calendar beyond a year in advance. So it's a little annoying for people. They have to like refresh my calendar. Um, but I do have a weekly podcast called ghost of a podcast. And that is the thing I'm really excited about right now. It's very new. It's like not even two months old, but, um, I do answer listener questions and I am considering doing readings for people, like actually like calling people up on the phone and doing readings. So we'll see if I get there with that. But, um, so people can send in questions and ask them to me on uh, ghost of a pack podcast. Uh, there's like a page on my website for the podcast and they can, they can hit me up there. And that's what I'm really excited about. Also, I'm working on a book an astrology book of intimacy issues um, and that'll be out autumn of 2019. And I'm kind of excited to jump at that. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Those are, those are the wow. big things. If people are, are in the Bay area, I will be doing another evening of mediumship sometime, uh, in late 2018 or early 19, um, okay. in San Francisco.
2: So let us know because yeah. we're not too far. I mean, yeah. we go up there, you know, I would, kind of I would frequently. So yeah. we could
0: cool. share. And then when you have your
1: book, um, we'd love to have you on the podcast again and we could Thank talk more you. about that. I would love if need, that. If Thank you need people for full readings, you know, where to find us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. Thank yeah. You, yeah. you so you're much. You're, you're the best. best. It's been such a, such a treat today. We are so thankful for you and so excited that we know you and we can connect more in the future.
0: Thank you so much. I've had a great time. Thanks for having me. You're
1: welcome. We'll talk talk soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh yeah. So everyone, I'm gonna die. (laughs) So now you know us. So now you know I've got health problems and I'm gonna die. Um, I actually was uh, feeling. I'm actually still feeling pretty off about that. It's terrifying. It is
2: terrifying. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell
1: you. I know it's terrifying. (laughs) But now she basically
2: I, said I was going to be alone. So really <laughs> no. I was going to say, I didn't think that. she's just like, it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she also Didn't she also say like, what'd she say? She's like, are you straight or what'd she say? Oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. it was amazing. Cause like, honestly, in this day and age, you can't really assume anything. You can't. That's a fact. That's only fact. The only reason why I'm laughing is because... Lindsay lived every other lifetime as a boy. Because she's a boy. She's my little boy. Um, either way, you're great. straighter, or, straight or lesbian, if you want to come out, you're great. I love it all. Okay. Podcast review of the week. This podcast is everything. Five stars. Mm. Hands down, my favorite podcast out there. And I'm quite the podcast binger. For one, Krista and Lindsay's authenticity is so refreshing and magnetic. Sometimes I feel like, oh my God, are you two in my head with your intros? It's just so real. And it feels like I'm catching up with my girlfriends. The two of you and the guests you bring on on the pod have helped me have helped support me as I've gone through some major life changes, like a big career change, starting my own business, diving more into spirituality, and now a big international move. Also, the podcast is just funny, like laugh out loud funny. The two of you bring such lightness and good humor to real vulnerable conversations. Thank you for all you do, and I can't wait to continue listening to your journey and attend one of your events. And if you're ever out in Bali, hey Meg. <gasps> Minneapolis Shit girl What'd she say? That's a sign She's a And if you're ever around Bali So I think she's moving to Bali Oh cool And if you haven't listened yet What on earth are you waiting for? Start Thanks Meg <gasps> That's so sweet. See you in Bali next year Yeah truly We're gonna do a retreat in Bali next mm-hmm. year guys Thinking about Start saving your money <laughs> Money honey It's gonna be a blast Yeah it'll be so fun Okay we love you Thanks for listening We love y'all You're our best friends You're our best friends We'll see you later Thanks for Thanks for being there. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. They are. Bye-bye.